Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. Uh, the Bible, I mean, I, I, I hesitate on this because I want to get across that the world we live in, even though it's racked with conflict and wars and rumors of wars and on and on, uh, the mystery, beauty, and majesty of the creation itself is always available for us to see and absorb. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. And I want to um, just take that to Psalm 139 um, and just say, you know, the presence of God it is, you know, permeates this world. And the absolutely mystery and beauty of, of Scripture, um, you know, is embodied here. And, and here it's a little different in its, uh, where, it's, where it's going, but it really is quite beautiful itself. In Psalm 139, it says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? Hmm. If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in soul, you are there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me, the night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, as darkness is as light with you. The reason I read that is it, 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 echoes what Psalm 19 says at the very beginning, but it actually is a little different in that mm -hmm. it brings the Holy Spirit in. And 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 hmm. it's not a lament. It's it's you know it's it's basically uh God is available to every human being because God is always present. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um I, I memorized this a long time ago. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. I memorized that, not quite understanding it probably. Mm -hmm. And that's the NIV translation, which mm -hmm. I still prefer, mm -hmm. but uh, I read the uh, mm -hmm. ESV, but it really doesn't matter. It's, mm -hmm. it's poetry mm -hmm. at the highest level. It's the poetic language yeah that um, releases intimations of the presence of God in this world. And, and not only his presence, but his active presence. Right. Yeah. You're talking about the, you know, the ubiquitous presence of God. He's everywhere. And what the psalmist is pointing out here too in Psalm 19 is not only is, is God everywhere, but in his creation, he's loud. He's loud. You know, I think that's what this is trying to say. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. You can't miss it. It's, it's, it's so beautiful and vast and wondrous that it's like a, it's a constant shout. It's, and like you're saying, it's a ubiquitous, it's everywhere. And it's constantly proclaiming and declaring and pouring forth speech that there is a God. And that's all awesome. But there's also a warning in that. 
according to Romans chapter 1, when Paul is talking about the wrath of God coming upon you know, the godless, he mentions the fact that everybody knows, everybody ought to know there is a God because all they have to do is look at creation. You know, if you read Romans 1, the second half of Romans 1, it talks about that. Like they're without excuse, it says in Romans 1, because they've heard the loudness of God, the ubiquitous testimony of the fact that there is a creator because there's creation all around us. If anybody walks around saying there is no God, there is no God, uh-oh, they're in trouble because he's been quite clear. He's been quite loud about his, his reality. So there's a little bit of a warning there, I think, for all people, whether they've heard the gospel or not, right? Whether they've prayed the sinner's prayer, had an opportunity to or not, they've seen creation. And um, anyway, I know this is a bit of a bummer to talk about the warning, but I think it's real. I think it's an important uh, message from Scripture. What happens to a person? Uh, I think that uh, Romans 1 really tells us the answer to that, but maybe we could kind of elaborate just briefly on it. What happens to a person who lives outside of God, away from God? Um, you know, I forget about how they view themselves. They kind of see themselves as a singularity. Uh, I don't know what their philosophy is, but nothing is there to restrain them. And so for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven mm-hmm. against all ungodliness. For that person, ungodliness doesn't exist. And unrighteousness of men, that doesn't exist either uh, because it's the will of the individual, which is their own godliness and their own righteousness, who uh, by their own unrighteousness suppress the truth. Um, and, And I just have to read this because it's so beautiful. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. I, I was one of those people in my good old days who had been introduced to the church, but I was introduced to a building and stained glass windows and beautiful organ music. But I was never actually introduced to the word of God because the church really didn't teach it. And I think the church... Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, you know, Jonathan Edwards, but to not mm-hmm. teach the truth of God's presence in this world and for the wrath of God is revealed concept is probably to offend a lot of people, but at the same time to introduce them to what yeah. is bothering them in their own conscience. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's it is offensive. What I said a few minutes ago, what we both just said from Romans one, that's an offense to, that there's nobody with excuse if they've seen creation. Like, wait a minute, what? So to me, it heightens the call for us to share the good news. To you know, for example, plant a church in the next city like Stanford and say, all right, all these <laughs> folks walking around, they've seen creation. You know, now let's tell them the rest of the story. Let's tell them like you just said, why do you still feel a hole in your heart? Well. There's someone who can come in and fill that hole. There's salvation for all. So it just makes me um, more energized to complete the story for folks. 